Hey everyone, this is Seth. Um, just a couple quick messages before we get into the podcast. First of all, as we announced on Twitter this week, um, I will be a guest on Colin Drucker from All Right Mary's podcast in the details. He has already released a podcast reviewing the movie. It's not uh, going to be as complimentary and gushing and full of like adorableness that this podcast is but it is still worth a listen i really enjoyed it even though it didn't share the same views i did so i still want you guys all to listen to that listen to this one and then look into the future for when colin and i both are um discussing this after he reads the book so we'll see if his opinion changes we'll see if i can change his opinion a little bit Um, But other than that, um, I just wanted to thank you guys so much. I want this podcast to be like the best, like a perfect podcast. I just kept thinking like, what can we do to just like truly honor Call Me By Your Name? Because it is a story, you know, it's it's a story so close to my heart and it means a lot to me. Um, I don't know if we'll ever be as perfect as I was somehow imagining this fantastical thing to be but i think that we had a really fun conversation about it and also you know for all the peaches you know the the die hard call me by your name people that may stumble across this that don't typically listen to our podcast thank you so much for coming you know at the end i described the book i may have gotten a few timeline things incorrect so please don't hate me but i just want to thank everyone for listening i want to thank jamal and stoney for you know indulging me in this i really you know enjoyed my time in indiana with them watching the movie being able to share it with them and then recording this conversation so uh just to set the scene a little bit we are around jamal and stoney's kitchen table in indiana and we're all together you know, which was awesome just in itself, but we're all together and we used a podcast microphone and, um, it was omnidirectional. So it was kind of, it kind of recorded everyone from the different directions that we were in. So it's a little bit of a different sound quality than you're used to hearing from us, but we wanted it to sound more like a discussion and that you guys were in the room with us. So enough of my rambling. Why don't we get into the podcast? Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh. Hello and thanks for coming, America. This is Seth, and we're doing another queer film review, part three. And um, actually, this time Rachel isn't here, but Jamal and Stoney are. Voila! Oh my god! Hi. Surprise! Bitch. We're in the same room. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. <laughs> I can actually. I, I had your itinerary before. Oh, that's true. I did. Let, <laughs> I did let you know that I was coming. <laughs> Sony's like, I checked the TFC pod at Gmail account and it was there. Yes, girl. <laughs> well, you guys, um, we're here to finally do it. Um, we are recording our reaction to Call Me By Your Name. Um, so we're not really going to go through, uh, you know, every scene and every plot line because if you haven't seen it by now, then I'm just deeply ashamed of you because I've been talking about this since January. Yes, oh, and I only waited because I knew we were doing this project. So don't throw any shade this way, honey. It was so special. We watched it last night. It was emotional. 
Uh, it was just like Sasha Velour's uh, finale performance with the rose petals. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Except for we use the rose petals to wipe the tears from our eyes. Oh, yeah, no. I needed that. You know, tears run, your skin gets irritated. Yeah. Oh, jeez. But yeah. It's very touching. It was a good movie. It was really good. I really liked it. I'm glad that they liked it because I was really nervous that they wouldn't and then I would have to like not be friends with them anymore. <laughs> no. Um, no. Anyone who knows me knows I love the cheese. Give yes. me all the romance. You know, just give me my box of tissues and leave me alone. Yes, girl. I usually don't, like, watch a lot of movies because I'm easily distracted. So I like to watch movies in the theater, so I'm forced to watch them. Um, That's so, true. But I paid attention most of the time during this movie. <laughs> it was really good. Like, like 75%. <laughs> yeah, so I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, before we get into the podcast, I, of course, always seem to have a theme drink for queer movie reviews, and it's always themed to Call Me By Your Name because, I don't know, but now we're finally doing Call Me By Your Name, so it's, like, relevant. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm drinking an Oliver's Hard Cider that is peach-flavored. Oh, my gosh. You're so fancy. And now that you guys have seen the movie, you know what the Oliver. peach scene entails. Peach, yeah. oh, and yeah. it's by Oliver Winery. And oh, Oliver yeah. is one of the characters. So oh tricky. Oh, my God. This is, like, so fucked up. This is so relevant. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. I know where these peaches came from. Way to connect the dots and throw us the symbolism Yes, via queen. an alcoholic beverage. Yes, peach <laughs> alcohol. So, um, so I'll give you very a very short rundown of the movie. Give Be- us the overview. So the movie is about Oliver. Well, it's not really about Oliver, but Oliver comes to Italy in northern Italy, and he stays with the Perlman family, and he's studying with their father, who's a professor. And there he meets their son, Elio, and they develop this uh, relationship. Uh, you know, in the end, it doesn't end very happily. And there is a peach scene that's very <laughs> sticky. <laughs> so basically, long story short, the guy, they, they fall for each other, right? Yes. And Elio is 17. Yes. Oliver's supposed to be in his mid twenties. Yes, yeah, like grad school, like maybe he's like thirty-five. It's just like this. It's just this gorgeous story of like a summer fling, but also kind of like the excitement of a secret love or hidden relationship. Yes, but you know, without any of the stigma attached to it, there's a little bit of that because mm-hmm. we see the characters battle with their. You know, their feelings about this experience, being attracted to yes. another man. Coming to terms with their yes. sexuality. the curiosity. And then we just kind of, in the end, like Seth said, it's not very happy. But only because Oliver has to return to the States. Right. So, um, we, as in typical queer movie review fashion, we will give you a stopping point if you don't want to... Um, know what the end of this whole story is um so Uh, so we're gonna have a discussion about the story what we liked themes through the story we'll give you a warning and then at that point i'm going to take over and tell jamal and stoney the end of the book because the movie doesn't follow the book so we'll give you a stopping point too if you want to read that on your own because it's probably worth reading on your own before 
uh, hearing my stupid voice talk about it. <laughs> um, all right. So, so what, is there anything that you guys were not expecting out of the movie? Because I built it up so much. I knew it was a love story. Um, I didn't know what kind of love story it was going to be. You know, you see a lot of LGBT films and there's a lot of drama and extreme heartbreak Mm -hmm. and, you know, people get hurt, people die. Like, there's always this escalated form of drama. Right. And this was just a very enjoyable, you know, feel-good film. Yes, it was a little sad, but it gives you hope, right, for love. Yes. I didn't really have any expectations going in. Like, I didn't realize it was an 80s movie until a few weeks ago whenever <laughs> you were, like, Instagramming it, like, on your story. Yes. <laughs> or our story, I guess. Um, but, I don't know, I didn't really have any expectations. I didn't really know it was, like, a... F- it's not really a foreign film, but based in a foreign, like, in... What it, was that, Italy? Yeah, mm-hmm. in Italy. Northern mm-hmm. Italy. So, I don't know. I didn't have much expectations but I really liked it like I I enjoyed the story and I enjoyed like just the environment and like how it all came together so countryside oh yes so many beautiful views in this movie of northern Italy (laughs) Uh, I want to go yeah Maybe we'll um, all go and we can record a podcast from oh Italy. Gosh. We can stalk like the Call Me By Your Name houses. Yes. <laughs> Be like, we filmed here. No, we're we'll filming just... at your house. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just ring up Mafalda and yeah. she'll come pick us up and show yeah. us around. I do have connections to Mafalda. Oh. <laughs> so, anyways, um, so let's start with a topic to talk about. Let's talk about sexuality because. It is a very different movie. Uh, it's not. I, I don't know if a lot of times people don't want to call it a gay movie because uh-huh. it's not necessarily a gay story. But to me, it feels like a gay story because the two antagonists or protagonists, whatever, uh, the main two main characters. people, they uh, <laughs> yeah, they they are two men. So and, and I am gay. So I see it in that form, but I definitely see it in other ways. So. So, but we also see Elio having relationships with men and women. Mm-hmm. Also, Oliver has relations with men and women. Mm-hmm. So, where do you think sexuality plays into this movie? Do you think it's a gay movie? What do you, do you have any, do you want to talk about what you think Oliver and Elio's sexuality may be? I mean, I think for me, I don't know, like, I don't know if you can specifically say, like, this is a gay movie, but it's like a... It's a queer movie, but, like, okay, both of them could be bisexual, and that's, like, cool or whatever, but it's just, I think, like, from our perspective, because we are all gay, like, we see it kind of, I seen it from my perspective, which was, like, you know, when I was younger and I uh, had attractions to men, like, you know, when they showed, like, the scenes with, um, um... Marzia? Uh, Oliver, Oliver touching uh, what's his name again on the, sh- Elio. 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 On the shoulder yeah like that to me was like brought back memories of me whenever I was like going through my adolescent <laughs> years because it was like you know that guy that you're attracted to and he touches you for the first time and you're just like <sighs> oh my god like what's going on like, <laughs> this feeling of you know something you've never uh, really experienced yeah, yeah and like the way the camera like kept on those yeah. kept on like I guess kept on that scene and just kept showing like it just showed kind of the dramatic thing but really it can apply to bisexual or like gay people Mm -hmm. like 
I don't know. To me, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, like Stoney said, you know, watching it through the, the gay lens, I saw it as a gay film, but I think of it more as a queer film because you can't just put a stamp on other people's sexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is known that when you are coming out of the closet, coming out as bi mm-hmm. is more as, it makes it a softer landing, but then you, of course, end up just liking men or just liking women. Right. So for me, it was more of a film of them battling those feelings. You know, mm-hmm. society forces them to say they you need to be with a woman because you need to spread your name and have sp- children. Yeah, have your children and carry the name on. But yeah. you know, nothing against these women. In my view, I think they're more collateral damage because yeah. these men are just trying to figure <laughs> out: Can I really do this? Do I do I really like her? Well, let me do this. Right. But of course, you know, they just. Go, it pushes them closer to each other. Right. Well, I mean, too. you know, when Oliver first gets there, he does, you know, later in the movie, he says, oh, that day I put my sh- my hand on your shoulder when we were playing volleyball and you I acted like I molested sign. you. Mm-hmm. So Oliver is like, oh, Elio, like, I'm interested in you. So he feels rejected and decides mm-hmm. to keep his space from Elio. So that's when he's, Oliver starts pursuing um uh, Kiara in the movie, and then Elio is, uh, you know, sort of pursuing Marcia, mm-hmm. and so then they sort of like, eventually they come together and experience yep. this. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think we don't really know if um, Oliver is this is his first experience with a guy or not, mm-hmm. but we I think we maybe assume that for Elio because he is still young. Yes, I think that um, you know it's it's just kind of interesting. So they you know, sort of hide their, you know, they come together and mm-hmm. then, uh, it's even, very closeted acts. Yeah. Right? It's like, a, it's like a hidden love. So they're in the shadows together, but you know, Oliver's living with Elio right. and his family. So they've got that little bit of edge so right. they can kind of flirt with each other out in the open, but yeah. they can't really act on anything until right. it's dark. Right. It's okay to act out that yeah. way with women, <laughs> you know, cause we had the scene where Elio followed Oliver to town at one point mm-hmm. and they're walking down an alley together with a little puppy and they almost <laughs> held mm-hmm. hands but they just kind of brushed by and that was it and that the movie does a really good job showing that subtle tension that's there because it's so explosive yeah that's what i was trying to i guess say is like that there's so much of that tension that they build throughout the movie with these two characters like they're you know they're trying so hard not to like do anything but mm-hmm. they're like they can't like stop it from happening either so it's just like very interesting yeah, they have no control over it yeah and the dad made a very good point at, um at one point in the movie i don't want to give away too much mm-hmm. about you know the influence of you know nature and these feelings mm-hmm. well yeah you mentioned earlier about um you know landing on your feet i feel like that's a common phrase that parents use when you're um talking about your sexuality some you know a lot of times parents say, oh, like, it's just a phase, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, you'll land on your feet. And, and in, in the movie, Oliver's father, or I'm sorry, Elio's father has this really great speech in which he says most parents would assume, would want their child to land on their feet, but I'm not that parent. So it's really great because, I mean, Elio already knows that his parents are so supportive of him in a way Elio's dad's coming out to him mm-hmm. being like, you know, I'm a supportive parent. So, right. and I want you to be happy in whatever fashion you find that. Mm-hmm. 
So I thought that was a great, great moment at the end too. Yeah, that part got me. Yeah, I, yeah. Feel, I know. Um, I was like, oh, Jamal was crying. I yeah, <laughs> I saw Jamal wiping <laughs> tears from his eyes. Um, it was so good. Well, because you you had a um, a little bit of a contentious relationship with your father growing yeah. up and coming out and that sort of thing. Yeah, so I purposely waited until I went to college before I told anybody about me. I knew going into high school that I was gay, but, you know, I grew up in a military family, and it's very strict. Mm-hmm. Again, in the black community, it's kind of a big thing. It's not anything you talk about because it's, you know, don't do any sissy shit, not my son. Yeah. And when I did come out to my dad... He was the only one who took it negatively, mm-hmm. and it took years, but, you know, we're <laughs> finally in a good place, and he understands, but it took some work to get him to understand, hey, I get to choose if I keep you around yeah. as a family member, and, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to be happy doing me, I'm getting ahead, I'm living my best life, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And he sees who I ended up with, and it's yeah. fine. Say, <laughs> so what about you, Sony? How was your relationship with your father growing up? Um, I mean, it was never, like, a strained relationship or anything. Like, I think, like, for me growing up, just kind of, like, in a, you know, southern Indiana, like, rural area, like, it's always just one of those things that's awkward because there's no one... It's basically just, like, straight white people around. Like, you don't really have any diversity at all. Yeah. So for me, it was just kind of like an awkward like phase because you're the only one that's different and you kind of feel alone. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like whenever I came out, like my parents were like totally fine with it. Like, I don't know if they were totally understood everything, but they were kind of more so just like, you know, we love you no matter what. They may not understand everything, but like, you know, I've had some conversations with my father and he was just kind of come from like a very like logical perspective he was like look I don't need to like know about like what you do with you and your husband but like it's fine like it's it's not my business just like you don't want to know what you and my <laughs> wife do or whatever my you don't what your parents yeah so I'm like okay so you know I think with my parents it, it was totally fine like there's really no strained relationship it's more just growing up in that awkward role environment where yeah. everyone's like just boring straight white people <laughs> right <laughs> and maybe that was part of the adventure in the movie too you know Oliver is this guy coming from the United States going to like one of the most romantic countries one of the richest romance histories mm-hmm. in the world Italy oh yeah so you and know he's a awake. summer fling like this is not so surprising yeah <laughs> the one thing i did it's like, exciting stuff. yeah the one thing i liked about the movie too is that it was i feel like everyone can relate to having that one like summer fling you know maybe that one person you're with just for a few months or whatever where you're just having fun and there was no you know no strings like <laughs> you were just doing your own thing like, yeah and i kind of like that because you see a lot of straight movies like that mm-hmm. but you don't see a lot of like gay movies where it's just like this is like a a thing that happened Mm -hmm. but that's also why i think you know it could be a bisexual movie too because maybe he's you know more like the straight spectrum that has a little bit of bi in him so like maybe oliver like decided oh i'm out in this country in europe so like i might as well just have some fun while I'm here. Mm-hmm. Well, because as we find out in the end of the movie, um, he says he's off and on again with this girl. And mm-hmm. so 
you know, now he's in a different country, so he has a little more freedom to, ex- you know, explore his sexuality. Yep. Um, you know, he probably was not expecting to come to Italy to study with his family and, like, fall in love with their right. son or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, so it, it's it's an interesting movie. I mean, uh, like, I mean, I feel like we have to talk about, it's probably the most talked about scene is the peach scene. Oh my gosh. American pie, like, but not as it's, annoying. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more of a mature, yeah. uh, artistic American <laughs> pie. Yes. So Elio is basically holding the peach and there's the little pit area where there's just a little indention. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very symbolic of, um, specific body parts yes (laughs) and he just sort of digs the pit out and uh you know experiences the peach yeah in a way uh most people probably don't um (laughs) yeah so let's set the scene a little more so he's in like this kind of deserted area of the house it looks like kind of like an attic and Mm -hmm. not many people go up there it's very Mm -hmm. dusty it's just random shits up there yeah and he's doing all of this on like this dusty mattress and he's just listening to his music, having these thoughts and feelings, and all this tension rises. And the way in which he, like, punctured the peach is very aggressive. It's mm-hmm. very, like, ah! <laughs> because he wants him so bad, and he feels like he can't have him in this moment. Right. Or, you know, so the peach is a substitute for what maybe this could feel like. Yeah, or for, for Oliver. Uh-huh. So, um, so yeah, so... The movie, all, all, you know, overall, is just, uh, I don't know, it's just, like, such a wonderful love story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another point to talk about is maybe the speech that the father gave. He is talking about how it's important to see, you know, not to let these fe- sad feelings, not to rip them out of us, but mm-hmm. to use them to remember the happy times that they had. Yeah. I think... It's very much, you know, use it as a tool. Right. You know, you don't have to be ashamed of these feelings. You don't have to put them away in some hidden box in your mind. Right. But, you know, reference them so you can get through, you know, maybe a similar situation a little easier because you've gone through it before. But what he also brings up is, you know, remember the happy times. Mm -hmm. They can coexist very much like a... um, What's that movie... Inside out with all of the feelings. Mm. It's like you don't have to be one thing. You can mm-hmm. feel multiple ways. Right. So you can keep both types of feelings. Yeah. And still it kind feel of good. Reminded me a little bit of, um, like when I when I listen to Dan Savage, like his podcast, mm-hmm. because he always talks about like when you have a relationship with a person, even if that relationship ends, doesn't necessarily necessarily mean that it was a failed relationship like you can still take something away from it Mm -hmm. so I I kind of thought about that just in the fact that you know even if this was just a fling during the summer I know you know he's really sad obviously that you know it's probably coming to an end now but Mm -hmm. you can still like take something good from it and say I had this great experience with this one person it was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and I'm just gonna move on now and like try to do something else but I think that I just thought of that, like, you know, you can always take something positive. Yes, it's sad, but think about, like, the good times, kind of like the father said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's, uh, you know, I think for Elio, it's harder, maybe, because he is still young. So he's experiencing probably his first love 
and uh, you know it's it's that first time that first not even necessarily sexual things doing it with with someone of the same sex but for him he's like he was like just falling head over heels for Oliver, mm-hmm. and when you're that age, you fall hard. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't take very much. I mean, what they had in the movie was very quick and deep. I'll say, like mm-hmm. it was one of those kind of sweep you off your feet moments. Mm-hmm. So he had some like heavy feelings there, and it, they would be that much more heavy for somebody that young, right? Who and just doesn't yeah. know what the hell they are, right? Those and, feelings. And Oliver is still young too. I mean, he's—I think he's supposed to be 24 in the movie. So I mean, even at 24, it's still hard to oh, process yeah. those feelings, that strong relationship. I mean, I couldn't imagine like being 17. I just think back to when I was, you know, first starting college, and the first like time you have like any type of relationship with another man, like you. Your first relationship, you're like, oh my god, like this is everything. This is the best. Yeah, and like so for it to end like so abruptly, it's just like so sad. Well, um, too, think about Oliver's perspective too. He's coming here to study. Like Mm -hmm. this is kind of a professional trip, and he also has to take into consideration that you know this is someone, a colleague's Mm -hmm. son. Who in the U.S. would be seen as a minor, technically, yeah. because he's 17. Right. So there's the pressure of all of that difference. and not wanting to hurt his yeah. feelings. So all of that other stuff doesn't blow up in his face. Right. Because that's also a theme in the movie is I like wanting to be good. Mm-hmm. So so they Oliver doesn't want to do anything to put Elio on a pathway that would damage him. I, you so know, for the rest of his some life. spiral of some sort. Right? right, right. So, I mean, and Elio goes into it. He knows that Oliver is going to leave in the end because he's only there for a certain amount of time for his studies. So, so it's hard. You know, you know that it's going to come to an end, but at the same time, you're just so in love with this person, and it's like really, how, how do you prepare yourself for that inevitable moment where you're ripped away from each other? Yeah, and back to his parents, I mean, I think the parents played a pretty critical role in this movie because, again, you don't really see parents like that being supportive of a closeted person, like, bi or gay, whatever, a closeted Mm -hmm. person, and um, you see the mom kind of, like, push them to do things together, and... You know, the dad starts to join in, and they you see the mom and dad communicate with each other throughout the film, like, is he okay? Because they know what's going on. Little does Elio know. Mom and dad know everything. Yeah, they always know. <laughs> Parents always know. So, um, so yeah, no, that was, that was good. Because when, you know, at the end of the movie, when um, Elio gets a call from Oliver from the United States and Oliver says, oh, you know, if my parents knew mm-hmm. about this kind of thing, they would send me to a correctional institute. Mm-hmm. So clearly Oliver doesn't come from a supportive background as far as his sexuality is concerned. Mm-hmm. So there that is that difference. also explains why he was probably able to, like, love Elio so hard over there because he was finally allowed to. Right. He was yeah. in a different place and he was free to express himself as he would like to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so that was another interesting aspect to the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, maybe to start wrapping this up because we do, I do want to 
sort of fell Jamal and Stoney in. So, I mean, I could talk about this movie all day. <laughs> all night. But we can't do that, and you guys don't have that time to give us. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so, so now we're going to give you the disclaimer. So we're going to start... I'm going to start to explain what happens in this section. It's about 40 pages. Um, what happens at the end of the book that is different from the movie. So if you do not want to hear that, or if you want to read it on your own, this is a great stopping point. Spoilers. <laughs> this spoiler alert. alert. There's going to be lots of Turn spoilers. Turn the podcast. Press me. <laughs> yes. Log off. So, um, so at the end of the movie... Um, you know, Oliver just goes home mm-hmm. and um, he gets a call, or he calls Elio in Italy to, to tell him the news, like, oh, I might be getting married and this mm-hmm. sort of thing. Crusher. So at the, in the book, they actually, instead of this, uh, in the movie they show them going to Bergamo, uh, which is a smaller town near Crema, where the main portion of the movie is from. Um, in the book, they go to Rome And in Rome, um, Oliver is there to meet with um, some sort of a publishing company because he's, you know, writing his thesis. And so he is getting it published and he's, you know, that sort of thing. So he's meeting them and um, they go to this bookstore together and they meet. um, There's a, um, I think it's a poet or some type of an author that's having an event there that's affiliated with the company, mm-hmm. um, the publishing company. So they go and they meet this guy They and this sort of like little group of like intellectuals and they go to have this like crazy fancy dinner and, uh, you know, Elio's keeps getting fed drinks. <laughs> so Elio, every, well, I mean, everyone's drinking, everyone's having a good time. And um, so then at the end of... The, well, at you know, at the end of all of this is when um, Elio is going back, and so um, Elio goes home, and then, um, or I'm sorry, Oliver goes back home to America after and the party. After the after all of his time there is over. After the okay. party, okay. he's finished all of his studying in Italy, and um, so Elio talks uh talks to him on the phone sometimes um you know he called to check to make sure oliver got home safely and oliver um you know sort of opens his window and lets elio hear just the natural environment of new york city Mm. um i think it's it's new york city or i think it's um somewhere in the um like new england area (laughs) okay um, on the East Coast, so you know they, he gets to kind of get an idea of what it's like for Oliver back home, and um, then um, the holidays come in November and December, and Oliver actually comes back to Italy to visit the family. Okay. Oh. And there he tells he, in person he tells Elio, I think I'm marrying this person. So they have that part of the conversation, in like actually person. in person. Oh. And and so you know, Elio's like, oh, you never told me about this, mm. and so that that's when they have that conversation, um, and then you know, Elio's like was still has his strong feelings for Oliver and wants to, um, you know, like he still wants to, like cuddle with Oliver and do like all yeah. these things, like he's like not worried about his yeah. life outside, um, but Oliver's like, you know, I can't do this. 
I they then Oliver agrees to cuddle, but Elio's like under the covers and Oliver's on top of the cover, so it's like a more platonic cuddle <laughs> uh-huh. because he doesn't want to totally like deject Elio. Uh-huh. So then, um, yikes! Yeah, so then Elio's like not really happy with Oliver, and Oliver right. goes back. So then, um, about I think at this point, about five years passes, and um, I think I believe Elio goes to college in America, mm-hmm. and uh, at this point, Oliver's a professor at a university, oh. and uh, not they're not like in the same under the same school. Oh, okay. um, they're <laughs> they're about an hour away from each other. Um, so at this point. Uh, um, Elio studying and I guess I think um, he goes to he decides to go see Oliver basically uh-huh. and so he goes and this is like I think this is at the end of his study so he's like on his way out of America basically and so he goes to visit Oliver and there's some people he sits through one of his classes and there's some people from the class that stay after to talk to Oliver mm-hmm. and then once everyone's gone he goes Elio goes up to Oliver and says you know, do you remember me? And Oliver says, oh, it's Elio. I didn't recognize you because now he has, like, facial hair, so he's more grown oh, up yeah. a little bit. And then once he goes, but he still recognizes Elio. Uh-huh. And so they, uh, you know, Oliver is really excited. He's like, oh, my gosh, you have to come over and meet my wife and my kids. Wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. <Hell> no. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, so Elio's like, I can't do that because he still has these feelings for mm-hmm. Oliver, and, um, you know, he says, you know, let's come back to my hotel and let's have a drink at the bar at the hotel. <sighs> so they go, and that's, like, more of a neutral space for both of them. Mm-hmm. And, like, he says in the book, um, Elio says, I invited you to go have a drink, not a fuck, <laughs> because Oliver's kind of nervous about uh-huh. it. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. So... So they go and they're talking, kind of reminiscing on their love. And um, when when Oliver left, he took something from Elio's room. And it's the, this piece of artwork that is uh, Monet's berm, and that is where um, where Elio takes Oliver to that like little like lake where they're kind of like standing in there and splashing each other. Oh yeah. yeah. So that's like Monet's where he would go to paint a lot. So. Um, one of their previous study abroad guests, mm-hmm. um, this guy comes and uh, he is sort of like the predecessor to Oliver. Uh, at the time he was there, Oliver was 15. Uh-huh. And so Oliver, you know, nothing ever happened between these two people. Uh, the way Oliver describes it, he's like, if something would have happened, I wouldn't have minded. Um, mm-hmm. So, but nothing happens, but this guest finds this, like, original postcard or painting or something. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, like, sort of like a postcard of this place that Elio cherishes. Mm-hmm. And on the back, he wrote something to the effect of, like, when you get older, like, think of me or something like that. Oh. So this is what Oliver, what pro- I don't think Oliver knew the message or the story behind the the writing on it. Mm-hmm. So Oliver takes that and he says, you know, I've written my own message on there for you, but I can't show you now. Um, I was going to wait to show you in the, mm. some point in the future. Um, mm. So they sort of finish their discussion and 
you know, Elio's like, you know, he's he he does his like, you know, Elio, Elio, call me by your name thing. Yeah. And so Oliver, so you know, he goes, oh, I remember everything. Um, and then Elio sort of heads out. Um, he doesn't really want to to meet the family. And Oliver's like, oh, I really want to introduce you to them. And Oliver says, oh, you know, and I think I forget what they say, like in seven years, like well, Oliver's saying like in seven years, I'll be this age and you'll be this age. And will you meet my family then? And uh, and Elio says, yeah, I'll meet them. So um, Elio goes back to Italy. Oliver is still there with his family. Oh, no. And then in um, and then in you know some time Oliver comes back to visit, and um, he comes and um, he comes to find that um, Anchise and his father have died. Mm-hmm. Oh. And there's a character that's not in the movie, but it's this their neighbor girl. She's very young. Mm-hmm. Um, she has leukemia. Oh my god! And at that point, she's also passed away so it's sort of like illustrating all the things that Oliver has missed out on mm-hmm. um, and, all, and in the book Oliver has a very close relationship with the neighbor girl her name is Vimini and um, like every day she would write him letters like he would write back to her every day and then like one day just the letter stopped and he knew mm-hmm. oh, so, damn. so it's a little heavier in the book um, I kind of want to read the book now. Just yeah. Because it sounds like there's so much more information. Like, well, it just such... sounds like there's so many different storylines. Right? Yeah. There's a lot. So it's like the, the ending's very open ended, um, but you also get a little bit more of a sense of how it is after the story as opposed to, to the movie. Um, so they talk about um, like their, their uh, ghost spot. So for his dad, it's at the like breakfast table. And for um, and then Oliver says, you know, do I have a spot too? And he goes, uh, you know, he's thinking like, well, everywhere in this house. <laughs> yeah. But he says like most notably, he sees Oliver's like face like from the balcony. Like if he's like down below, like Oliver's ghost spot is the balcony. Um, and uh, he, you know, he shows um, Oliver. Elo shows Oliver where part of his father's ashes are um, because Oliver's, they scattered his ashes in various places around the world Mm. or around Europe. So it's, you know, really sad. And then, you know, um, at the end of this, Elio still shows Oliver the first day he goes there, you know, he leaves the shirt, billowy is what it's called, Mm -hmm. the like sort of like blue denim shirt. Mm -hmm. And so Oliver, has, you know, or Elio has kept it this whole time, um, you know, initially he kept it in, like, this little plastic bag to keep the smell of Oliver, oh you know, gosh. there, <laughs> and so he could, like, cuddle with it or whatever, so, so Elio shows Oliver, you know, I still have your shirt after mm-hmm. all these years, and I think at this point it's been, like, 20 years have passed. Oh, my gosh. So, so, um, so at that point, the movie, well, I'm sorry, the, at that end, at that point, the book's really you know sort of like ending quote unquote yeah but it's still like an open ending because at the end of it you know they're very much like Oliver says I remember everything and Elio like remembers it all and so it's like 
they're really illustrating that they have a love that will always be like there mm-hmm. and they can always just like sort of pick it up mm. and so um so yeah so then at the end of the book it's sort of like oliver taking off in this uh taxi and he said like you know if you like elio's thinking this but he's like you know if you really wanted me to be happy you would um call me by your name <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so that's like an awesome like i need to read this book now i like, really it sounds so good i really would recommend it it's I could do the audiobook. Yeah, the audiobook is read by Army Army Hammer from the movie who plays Oliver. So I would recommend that if you don't want to read the book. But I could listen to I would love to read the I like reading books, so yeah. I would definitely read it. It's really a good book. The way I experienced the story was I saw the movie like so many times in the theaters to the point where it was, I think it was like about to go out of theaters. So I'm like, oh, I just like want to keep like living in this world. So then I bought keep the book. Experiencing it, yeah. Yeah. So then I bought the book, and then I finally. It took me a while because I'm really bad at reading um, <laughs> any book. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a slow reader. That's yeah. why I like audiobooks. Same. So so by the time we got to that, I actually got to the ending. Like I was I was sort of having trouble reading the book. You know, keeping into it. And once I got to this ending, you know, starting with with Rome and just throughout the rest of the book that we didn't get to see in the movie mm-hmm. like I was just hooked there was probably like it was like probably 40 to 50 pages and I was just like couldn't put the book down it was down. like the ending that you didn't get from right the movie. Yeah. right so now so now then I got more aspect to the story and I was just like oh my god like this makes the story even like better because mm-hmm. it's like you don't really get the ending necessarily that you want but because it is still open ended because they kind of they you know touch base with each other throughout the points in their mm-hmm. lives and um you know even in the book it says you know that oliver kept up with his with elio's life and knows things that he would only know by like if he was like you know checking up on him online or something like that because they weren't really talking regularly so right. so i mean it's i don't know it's really great i would recommend reading the book i i enjoyed I enjoyed reading the or seeing the the movie first, mm-hmm. but a lot of the dialogue from the book is the same. Mm-hmm. His father's speech at the end of the movie is pretty much lifted from the book, so that's awesome. I can't recommend it enough. Obviously, and yeah. Just, <laughs> no, it was really good. Everyone, I I already told Seth I want to watch it again. Yes. Oh so uh, this is my speed. Like I've always been this way. I don't know. I can't speak for Stony, but I just love a good <laughs> romantic movie. I do every now and then. Yeah. It just makes you feel good and gives you hope, even though they don't end up together. It's still great. Cause right. It sends the message that you will be okay. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, I feel like I've had, um, you know, relationships that were short, but um all encompassing <laughs> that happened very quickly and in very quickly so i really related to that aspect of it um the whole whirlwind effect yes yeah. so it brought out a lot of like memories of like the few guys that i feel that i experienced similar experiences with um so i enjoyed it for that aspect also Yes, we finally did it, y'all. Yeah. The Call Me By Your Name podcast. <laughs> so now we brought you the Call Me By Your Name podcast. So many months podcast. in the making. What is it? Is it July? So yeah. We've been talking about this since like What January. month is it? 
It's July. July. Okay. <laughs> it's been like six months. Yeah, six and a half months or <laughs> yeah, some shit. Sure. I don't even know. Yes. It was totally worth it, though. It was a good movie. I loved it. Now I want to read the book. Yeah. I I don't know if I... I don't know. Like, looking... I know the conversation's not quite over, but looking back on what we've talked about, it's like, I don't know if I completely did it justice or if I described the ending of the book to the best of the ability. Hopefully you guys understood you know, my explanations. But if you didn't, you can always read the book. Um. <laughs> I feel like that was a good synopsis of, yeah. like, the whole, like, thing. And, like, like I don't know. It sounds just like the gay notebook or something. <laughs> like uh, Minus the amnesia. And minus, like, just, just a few annoying people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, if you have any questions, you can always email Seth at tfcpod at yes. gmail.com. I'll be monitoring the email. So if you have any questions about the movie, the book, anything, like I know I've uh, corresponded with one of our viewers that I don't necessarily need to call out by name because um, I don't need to put anybody on the spot like that. <laughs> but if you do, like I love talking about this movie, like you guys know from listening to the podcast, Jamal and Stoney know just yeah. from talking outside of the podcast it's kind of a thing yeah <laughs> so quick question will there be a call you call me by your name to like movie they are talking about a call me by your name to movie both um army hammer and timothy chalamet have um already signed on to do it if they get it together um so the director uh, Luca Guadagnino, he is meeting with um, the author of the original book, Andre uh-huh. Asman, and so they are working on a story and a script together for Call Me By Your Name 2. Um, they have talked about making this a series of a few different movies. Well, I can imagine so, after, Netflix you know, series, girl. revealing what the <laughs> book did with that ending, like, that's so much more. Right. and That so- could easily be two more movies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there will be at least one more movie, we think, and it will most likely, part of it or all of it will take place in that chunk of time between the first, uh, before where the movie ends and then where the book, you know, the part of the story after the book or after the movie ends. Okay. So there is supposedly a, a second one coming and it will most likely be taking place, you know, in America, so well, where Oliver is. So stay tuned for the Call Me By Your Name 2 podcast. Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> I will, you know, I won't you let it here stop. first. I guess we'll sign on for this now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, if there's anything you want to talk to any of us about, drop us a line at tfcpod at gmail.com. Tell your friends, go buy the book, go buy the movie, call me by your name. It's so good. Call me by your name. Uh, Jamal, 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 Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> ASMR, Jamal. ASMR. That's what they did in the movie. Ilio, 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 Ilio. Kill me. Jeez. Just stop. Oh, gosh. Girl, bye. All right, you guys. Thank you for listening to um, a podcast that's probably the most meaningful to me that we've recorded so far. So, not that any of the rest of them are not meaningful, but this one's (laughs) a little closer to my heart uh, for obvious reasons. So, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And until next time, bye. 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 Okay, so not really bye. (laughs) I'm back. 
Um, so thank you guys again. I hope you really enjoyed that discussion. Um, I just wanted to clarify um, one thing that um, we talked about was the ghost spots section. So I didn't. I noticed that I didn't really explain what a ghost spot was. So the ghost spot is basically a place where you identify that person that you're thinking of with. So for Elia's father, his ghost spot is the the backyard where the table was because the, you know they used to have all their meals out there and and Elio has lots of fond memories of his father around that table. For Oliver, his ghost spot is basically everywhere because Elio and Oliver just have so many memories all around that house. So, so that's a little bit to clarify um, that as well. Um, I think also, he also mentions another ghost spot of with Oliver is in Rome, uh, where they go on their last trip before Oliver leaves. So another thing that I wanted to clarify from our discussion is when I'm talking about the postcard um, from the, the previous study abroad guest gave to Elio. So he writes, think of me when you get a little bit older. So <laughs> I realized in this whole like moment that I'm actually saying Oliver instead of Elio. So I really guess I've uh, had adopted the, <laughs> the call me by your name ethos, I guess you could say for this section of our discussion. But um, I did want to expand upon it a little bit. So the message that Oliver wrote on the back of the postcard for Elio is in Latin. It says cor cordium. And what that means is heart of hearts. So basically, that is, you know, Oliver telling Elio, like, you're like my greatest love. You are the love of my life and nothing else can you know can I mean, nothing else can you know compare to what we had even though Oliver is married now and has a family that he's very happy to be with it seems but he always will remember that special time that he's had with Elio and um, I don't know that's just I don't know I just think it's so beautiful so so I just wanted to clarify that as well for you guys. So so that's hopefully that clears up that a little bit for you. Um, another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about that we didn't mention in the discussion was um, one of the quotes that his father says to Elio on the couch after he returns from this trip. Um, so Oliver's father says, you know, you're too smart not to know how rare, how special what you two had was. And then Elio responds, Oliver was Oliver. And so then his father says, parce que c'était lui, parce que c'était moi. And I really love this because it's like such a beautiful French phrase. Um, it was written by a 16th century essayist, uh, Montaigne. And it is um, uh, maybe an echoing of his of his friendship with La Boite. So it's they're kind of drawing the comparison between the original person Montaigne and his you know friend possibly more at, with Oliver and Elio. 
And I thought that was just so beautiful. You know, he follows it up by saying you had a beautiful friendship, maybe more than a friendship, and I envy you. So, so I really love that part. It really just shows, you know, the spirit of this whole movie. Call me by your name and I'll call you by mine. You know, it's these two guys are just so in love with each other. They complete each other. It's almost if, if they're just, you know, one person. They just love each other that much. They become one. So um, to wrap up this podcast I just wanted to kind of finish it by reading just the very last paragraph of the book you know this is the way (laughs) that I think that I'm going to achieve the closest to the ending that I wanted to have for this podcast um so just imagine that you know after 20 years of going back and forth that you're still just as in love with the with the same person you don't necessarily have to think of it as Elion Oliver you can think about it as someone you know that you've had the similar relationship with so so just to have that sort of memory in your mind as the last paragraph is read I'm just going to finish I'm just going to read this last paragraph and then we'll be done. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Leave us a comment, rate us on iTunes, do what you do. Just show us some love the same way that, you know, that is shown in the spirit of this story. So, here we go. 20 years was yesterday, and yesterday was just earlier this morning, and morning seemed light years away. I'm like you, he said. I remember everything. That was Oliver <laughs> as he's getting into a car. Uh, it's a, a taxi about to, to leave again after 20 years. I stopped for a second. If you remember everything, I wanted to say, and if you really like me, then before you leave tomorrow or when you're ready to shut the front door of the taxi, and have already said goodbye to everyone else, and there's not not a thing left to say in this life, then just this once, turn to me, even in jest, or as an afterthought, which would have meant everything to me when we were together, and as you did back then, look me in the face, hold my gaze, and call me by your name.